What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fiends Podcast. This is going to be a bonus episode. Uh, we're back here with the guitarist of our band, Rolly G. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm the guitarist. <laughs> the one that doesn't play the leads. <laughs> we hope that you guys are being entertained by some of the conversations that we're having because these are like 40 50 minute conversations that me and nick would be having on the phone like anyway so it's kind of nice that we get to share some of it with uh with all of you if you want to support the podcast you can do so hitting the subscribe button you can also find us on all social media platforms so that's facebook.com slash the fiends podcast it's instagram at the fiends podcast and youtube.com slash fiends texas that's fiends tx so one of the things that i really wanted to do today was uh an album review i think we can all agree like one of the best albums you know hands down of the year it's the best uh deftones ohms also too is we've hit the 20 year anniversary of an album that i think means a lot to all three of us and that's uh white pony yeah so that's something that we're gonna take um a deep dive into but before we get to that um we're of course back here with our guitarist roly if you listen to last week's episode it was all over the place we we're just sharing a bunch of funny stories with roly and um one thing that i wanted to ask uh, ask you, Roly, is um, what is it like to play in a band uh, with me? Because our dynamic is very interesting because I can be very controlling when it comes to the band. I'm kind of obsessive compulsive with a lot of stuff. So I know I can probably be hard to deal with sometimes. So from your perspective, like how is it like being in a band with me? I'm gonna be honest, dude. <clears throat> it's at times, you know, it's it's frustrating, and sometimes I'll go I go home after practices and complain to my fiance like, "Oh, fucking Larry, <laughs> fucking bitch," <laughs> and then I'll, after like a couple of minutes, I'll be like, oh, "Okay, let's go back into it." But and I was, was right though, right? He, yeah. the The crazy thing is, ninety percent of the time, I was right. The crazy thing is, is that we're, dude. Most some of the time we're at each other's fucking necks, dude. Like arguing with each other, whether it be me, you, or me and Chino, arguing and disagreeing. Dude, you even even Chino and you, Chino will, will like <clears throat> like get real defensive. But to be honest with you, and um, as far as my perspective, being in a band with someone like you, it's to me, I dude, it's actually good because to be honest with you, I'll I'll have riffs. And you'll have drum tracks, but I, with my riffs, I have no direction. I'll just make a whatever riff. It could be the beginning, a middle, an ending, whatever. And you really set it to where it's like, you know what? Tweak it like this, change it like this. And sometimes we argue about it, but at the end of the day, when you listen to it in a whole, it's like, you know what? Fucking Henry was right. I've actually told you before. I've, I've like, I, I even tell people all the time, I'm like, you know what? If it wasn't for Larry, like yeah. fiends wouldn't be fiends, and and, and and yeah, you know, I I would say Larry is the majority of fiends. Yeah, I'm cool with that, man. I'm cool with it too, man. You do a great job at doing what you do. You know, I'm like Maynard and Tool. I just come out at the very end and do my thing, and that's it. I'm the Lars Ulrich of the band. 
Yeah. Actually, you know, and, and you and I are pretty much Lars and James. That is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. To be honest with you, I'm, dude, I, I am by far, like, I'm I'm a decent guitar player, dude. I'm no freaking uh, Van Halen or, or, or Kirk Hammett or anything, but I, I'm decent enough to get by. But throughout the years that we've been in a band, dude, I think I've gotten I'm better. no Beethoven. No, dude, but I think I've gotten better only because you you push those boundaries to where like do this you can do it and to be honest with you dude like i i want to thank you for that because i don't think i would be able to play the stuff i play now even the technical stuff that i mess around with all the time if it wasn't for you in all honesty because <clears throat> i have no direction when it become when it comes to writing songs but when you have somebody that gives you direction and is stern with you and it's like no fucking play like this fucking play like this it makes you such a better musician in the ways so this is great and all uh that you all are complimenting me but i know what you really want to do is make fun of me what's like the first story that pops up into your head like when it comes to me i got a great one <laughs> there are several larry stories but this is like one of the funnier ones i've wanted to tell for a while so, uh, a, several years ago, we were practicing in La Feria, and Larry was living out there, so we went and practiced out in, at his place, <laughs> and Larry apparently had, like, not eaten all day, so he was in a bad mood. Fucking grumpy-ass fuck. <laughs> so, anyway, so, <laughs> so he gets, like, a paper towel and puts, like, a bunch of hot Cheetos on him, and then he sets them next to, like, his drums, and so, um, and, and so he was like already in a bad mood and like he got up for some reason and then like the chair next to his drums, like with the hot Cheetos, like fell and all his hot Cheetos fell onto the floor and I fucking started laughing. I couldn't hold it. And it, then it got quiet and like Larry gets up, he's like, oh, and he, and he's just like mad. And then like it got quiet and then Rolly just goes, oh. He's flaming hot right now. <laughs> and you just stormed out. He of just that stormed place. off. And we mm. just all laughed and oh. laughed. I, I, it was one of the best things ever. Oh, man. And, and the worst part is they're very eager to tell this story to anybody that'll listen. <laughs> Dude. And I have to sit here and Dude, me and Nick will find stories about you. you done with the, and I just yeah. sit here and yeah. I watch them laugh and I just <laughs> it's not that funny. Well, it's funny because like well, it's a good story. Yeah. So you're flaming hot right now, dude. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta you gotta go to cool off, bro. Cool off, little bro. tense. You got a cool ranch right now. <laughs> you're not flaming hot mode right now. You gotta go to cool ranch. Uh, so if you listen last week. We introduced a new segment, Hidden Gems. And this is where we take a look at uh, maybe a band or an album or a movie that maybe was overlooked at the time. Maybe something that is even underappreciated uh, to a certain extent. Something that's uh, maybe worth uh, revisiting and checking out. So, um, Nick, what do you got this week? I've got a really good one, and um, one of my favorite bands from, I guess, the new metal era, I guess, would be a band called Nothing Face, and they released an album in 2003 called Skeletons. That album 
from start to finish is a very, 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 very good album. There's a good um, mixture of melody, aggression, just in your face, just heavy shit. And um, I, I think that's a band that people kind of overlook at times. Um, their that's, a, album- that's a little obscure. Especially in, in in those bands, you have so many like notable bands to come out of that era. Like yeah. if you meet somebody who mentions Nothing Face, that's that's kind of uh, impressive. no. Yeah, any chance I get to like talk to somebody who remembers Nothing Face, it's great because they were a band that I thought was very very good. In fact, I heard a lot of what they were doing in Mudvayne's stuff. But I mean, Mudvayne was Mudvayne. Yes. But um, I mean, you look back like at like albums from from uh nothing face like before skeletons like they had like two or three albums before then and you know i heard a lot of that stuff that they were doing and other band stuff but skeletons in particular was a great album i think the single off that album was uh ether if i'm not mistaken so good it's a very very good song um and it's funny because that's one of their softer songs on the album and they have some heavy ass songs on those albums um but I, you know, the, the the one the one song that I think about, like the, that, just is 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 a killer song. Is a murder is masturbation. <laughs> that's um, a great. That song is title. a that's that's a great song title. And it's an even better song. It's so heavy. But um, I I urge any of y'all who grew up with like the new metal era to go back and listen to Skeletons by Nothing Face. That is a very very good album. In fact, uh, Matt Holt, the singer of Nothing Face, is one of my uh, influences, to be honest. And he passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago, so I was kind of bummed about it. But uh, I really liked what he did. I, I loved his vocal style. And uh, I think that's a very underrated album that I think people should go back and listen to. Is that, uh, is that the album with Sijin? Yeah, it, it is. That's So good. One. That's a good song. Uh, Roly, how about you? Do you got anything this week? Dude, uh, Taproot. Uh, oh, gift. that's a good one. Gift. Their first album, I think it was in 2000. <clears throat> it's funny because I, I discovered Taproot going no, to... No, like he discovered Taproot. Like yeah. he actually signed Taproot yeah, to mean, their contract. Uh, yeah, man. Like, like nobody knew who Taproot were, was, yeah. but, but Roly was actually the person that discovered them. Yeah, man. I discovered him. I wrote their songs and, you know... He even wrote their songs. <laughs> no, man. To be honest with you, I, I the first time I heard Taproot was going to... A Deftones concert. They were like the first band to open, and they were like, they were really good. They came after they finished playing. They came and chilled with the crowd. I got an autograph ticket from the singer, and no man, that that album to me is is. I, I like both of your picks because you have two bands with very distinct um, uh, singing styles, oh, where the, yeah. the 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 melody and the vocals are very prevalent prevalent and especially during that time when maybe some of those bands were more on the kind of rap metal yeah like side like those are mm-hmm. two bands where the the vocals and like the choruses and the hooks were so strong in those bands so i i think those are two good picks no yeah i mean i dude i remember seeing taproot in 2001 uh, i went to Ausfest and they were on the second stage and it, what was cool about that time is that people were getting would people back then I felt appreciated music so much more. So even like bands who weren't like Corn or Limp Bizkit level, um, if it if the if the quality of the product was good, people were into it. And Taproot was one of those bands. And um, 
they were they were they're a great band i still listen to them to this day and i agree with you that's a great album that i, I wish if you haven't you know if you also grew up in the new metal era go back and listen to that album by taproot you got any like notable songs for that album again and again dude that dude, yeah. song goes so hard it's heavy too dude yeah, it's Smi- so heavy. Smile goes fucking hard. Oh, too. smile, yeah. dude. The, that's like the first song on that album. Yeah. Smile, and then it goes to again and again. But again and again was uh, went hard too. Mm-hmm. I liked how they had that mixture of the the melodic stuff, the singing, mm-hmm. and that ability. Still, the ability to go so hard and made you want to like fucking headbang, like in the fucking car, like oh, pump me up, like yeah, that. man. I love that album, dude. Taproot, gift. Those are two good picks. Um, mine, I'm gonna go a little bit more modern on this one. This is uh, this is probably one of my favorite uh, newer bands to come out. Uh, it's a band called Loathe, and the album is I Left It In, and it took everything. Fuck yeah! And this is like me and Nick have talked about this numerous times. I, feel, I don't mean to interject. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But I feel bad because. You sent me Two Way Mirror, and it took me like a day or two to finally get back to listen to it. And I was at the gym, and I was like doing cardio, and I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is a game changer." So I immediately texted you like, "This is the best song of the year," and I, I forwarded it to my brother. And then when like within like five minutes, he texted me back. He's like, "This is the best song I've heard in a long time." I was like, "Oh shit!" So you know. And we were all on the same wavelength, so I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but go ahead. No, no, no. So this is a band that started out probably closer to our style of music, but since then they've kind of transitioned into this hybrid style where if you... <laughs> Nick just dropped a, a whole case of beer. Awesome. I'm going to keep that in here. We've seen since then they've kind of established this hybrid style genre where they're taking a lot of influences from deftones and actually i think they're doing deftones better than the deftones which is uh that's a pretty bold statement to make but if you listen to the songs it's true two-way mirror is the best deftone song not written by deftones Mm -hmm. they mix the heavy stuff with you know those kind of um maybe atmospheric ambient deftones sounding type songs and they're able to mix so many genres into this one distinct sound and it just really it really works and as i mentioned before like if nothing else listen to the song two-way mirror other notable tracks are uh, the song "Is It Really You?" Such a good song. Very good, dude. That, yeah, that's a song I that I, I listen to regularly. That's like my top favorite song. I agree. On that album. And and another song is a sad cartoon. I cannot recommend these three songs more. It's dude. The the I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. The, the funny thing is is that <clears throat> I actually made a playlist of of uh, of those three songs in a row. So when I do go to the gym and I work out, I listen to those three songs. And it's just so, those those three songs alone are just the most noticeable for me on that album. Actually, like the the softer, more melodic songs on that album, I think are the better songs. But I will say that there's something on that album for everybody. So if you don't really want to hear like the more melodic, softer stuff, you know, songs like Gord go hard. Yeah. And in mm. fact, Gord's a very good song too. 
But, um, you know, that's a, that's a band that I, for some reason, I just kind of migrate more to the melodic, kind of more alternative st- uh, style that they have. And I, I, Two Way Mirror, of course, is number one, but Is It Really You is a song that I, I listen to regularly. And a sad cartoon is very good, but you know the heavier songs on the album go hard too. So I, if, if you want to listen to heavy some stuff, they they've got it there for you. Now, when you're getting compared to bands like Deftones, it's a very gray, very thin line that you're kind of treading. Yes, there's comparisons, but it's still its own thing, and it's yeah. not a complete ripoff of of Deftones. Did we already mention Chino Moreno's? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Response. That's so. So months ago. Sorry. Bless you. Months ago, Chino Moreno had actually retweeted their song "Two Way Mirror," and then I'm sorry. And then just recently, COVID. Sorry, no, no, I have bad allergies. So wasn't it just recently that he retweeted the song again and said that this is the best song? Something to that. Yeah, something like this is like this is better than your band's song, mine included. Something to that, yes. that effect. When Chino Moreno says that about your band, I mean, you, I mean, if he had said that about the song I wrote, I'd be going to bed feeling pretty damn good about myself. And that takes us to our main topic of today, and that's the Deftones. Roly, when was the first time that you saw Deftones live in concert? <clears throat> the first time I saw Deftones in concert, concert was in um, McAllen Villarreal, dude. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. What, what year, year would that have been? It's probably 2000. 2000, 2005, 2004. No, no, no. It was, no. It was 2000 or 2001. 2000, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Uh, it, it was the same time the the White Pony album just came out. So they... Bro, what, what, like how old would you, would you have been when that came out? Dude, I think I was like 12, 13 years old when I went to that concert. Because, because when I, when I saw them, they were with Taproot, Incubus, Papa Roach... And I think that's, Damn, it, dude, that's the, a good the, lineup. That lineup, dude, alone. And that's because pa- Papa Roach had the, what, the their first album. In, yeah, in, they, in, in, Infest, Infest would just come yeah, out. Yeah, Infest had just come out. Um, but, dude, that white, my God. When I saw Deftones come out, just with the, they played the whole white out, the whole white pony album. Had you heard Deftones prior to that? Yeah, I had. Uh, the first one, the first song I've ever heard from Deftones was Shove It, dude. Oh, yeah. Shove it, my my mild summer. I think just the melodies, dude. The the way they played, mm-hmm. the way he sang, it like it, it like calmed you. It's like a calming sound. But yeah. But when I first saw them, when the White Pony album came out, it was the best thing ever, dude. It was amazing. How, how about you, Nick? Like, what would have been the first time that you would have seen the Deftones? I saw Deftones. Um, it was maybe about a month or so after Saturday Night Risk came out. And um, Deadsy opened up for them. I saw them in Austin. So cool. And um, it was a it was fucking awesome, man. It was a great show. They opened up with Rats, Rats, Rats off the Saturday Night Wrist album. And honestly, that's probably one of the more memorable Deftones. I've seen Deftones several times now since that time. Yeah, Deftones is probably my favorite band. Um, everybody knows I love Ghost. Ghost is like up there in my top three for sure. They're probably like a close. To, they're they're almost like close with deftones but um deftones have pretty 
have been consistent for a long time. But so that night was awesome because they played all the songs pretty much I wanted to hear, bro. And um, they played a bunch of, uh, you know, they played Cherry Waves off Saturday Night Wrist. They played a good mixture of all the songs up until that point. And so um, that was the first time that I ever saw them. That would have been, man, I, when you think about it, that that's an awesome time to have seen the Deftones because um, we've seen them several times since then. And they really don't play a lot of those songs off no, the Saturday Night Wrist album. They, they don't. And I, I get really upset about it because um, there's so many good songs off the Saturday Night Wrist album that they don't play anymore. But um, I don't mean to take time away from you. Actually, no, because I know where yours is going to be next, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop. But, but um, that was my first time seeing Deftones. It was a fucking magical night. Did um, they play Cherry Waves? Yeah, I think I said that already. Oh, they play. They they play. They play. <laughs> that was a big thing for me because like, that's one of my favorite Deftones songs, and they, and they played it that night. It was great. If I heard that song, like, I'd be good. Yeah. I don't need to hear another song. Mm. Still, I'm set. I'm still waiting for them to play Entombed live for me. Oh my god, man! You probably start crying yeah. if you heard that song. Um, I probably wouldn't have seen them until probably one of the first times they came to Las Palmas Racetrack, right? Yeah, that was one. And um, yeah, we, yeah, well, we how, both went. How? Yeah, you, you, me, and my, and my brother went. We were front row. Yeah, we were front row, and honestly, it was it was such a great experience. I guess because it it came later for me um it it meant just as much you know it was it was a big deal for me but um you know we saw them in corpus um Not about a year or two later year or two later and the lineup was uh they were playing with the dillinger escape plan they fucking yeah that was such a good tour package that was such <laughs> yeah. a good show you, you and i both said that Dillinger should open up for every Deftone show. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that that lineup would work, but it does. And you know what? Deftones has always been really good about picking, you know, different bands to open up for them and um, featuring, you know, some new up-and-coming bands or maybe some bands that maybe that crowd would never have listened to. Mm-hmm. So... They've always been pretty good at that, but that that one in Corpus that we went to, that was my favorite time that I agree. I ever saw Corpus. Yeah, the, the Corpus show was you great, know. but let me tell you why the Las Palmas show was just as important. Uh, Diamond Eyes had not even come out yet, and right. they played several songs off of Diamond Eyes, songs that they don't even play now. And we got there early enough to where you know we heard them sound check. And they were playing um, like nine seven six evil as a sound check. I was like, "Fuck, that's a big deal," because they're probably not going to play this song very much to begin with. So, I mean, uh, that Lost Palma show was was pretty good. So this year saw the release of uh, their newest album, uh, Ohms. This is probably one of my favorite Deftones albums, like ever, mm-hmm. and. I really would have to think about it and see where it stacks up against some of the other ones, but um, it's it's probably some of their strongest material to date. I I was so disappointed with their previous album Gore. I just I felt like that was I felt like that was just an album full of 
practice sessions from Deftones. It didn't feel like a Deftones album. So the bar had been set pretty low for me. Uh, so when they came out with this album, I was just so pre- pleasantly surprised because I feel like they incorporated all the stuff I loved about their previous albums and they just put it into one album. Mm-hmm. So there's so many songs that that just really hit for me. Um, I'd say probably my favorite tracks on it are probably Headless. Um, Headless and Error are my favorite tracks. And uh, this album for me, like, it came to me in at the perfect time. Because um, during the summer, like, I've been doing... I've been doing a lot of self-improvement kind of uh, internal self-reflection kind of stuff. And I've really been taking a look at uh, taking a look at myself and kind of trying to improve upon different areas of my life. And I just have this vivid memory of uh, I was walking this nature trail and I was listening to this album and um that album just hit so hard for me where all these songs were just hitting on all my senses and um it was very i don't want to sound dramatic but it was very euphoric and i felt like i had so many like epiphanies of uh clarity where it hit at the right exact time it was the album that i needed at at the right time at my age at this point in my life it was everything that i wanted to hear in an album and so i have that very uh close relationship with this with this album but what about you like what is your guys first impressions of this album well my first impression i think it sucks Mm -hmm. My first impression is just classic Deftones, man. I mean, to me, in all honesty, they never disappoint. They they never change their style, and I love it. Like, they're just good, dude. Their music they write, there's it's so. I don't want to cut you off, but that's no. that's that's interesting what you said. You said they don't change their style. Mm-hmm. In one hand, they have changed their style. But on the other hand, but not, it's that yeah, yeah. Deftone style that yeah, can't be yeah. replicated. When you hear a Deftone song, mm-hmm. uh, yes, they change styles. But when you hear a Deftone song, you know it's a Deftone song. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess what I mean is is that they created the, their own genre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like not not the style per se, but the sound. I guess yes. the sound. That's what I mean. And and it's so hard to pinpoint like what it is about a mm-hmm. Deftone song that makes a Deftone song. But it's it's its own genre. And that too, dude, when you listen to a Deftone song, you know you're listening to a Deftone song. Yeah. That's how unique their sound is. Mm-hmm. And and I love it, dude. Since since a kid to now, Deftones has always been one of my top favorite bands amongst other other new metal bands. But Deftones has always had that sound to where it's so euphoric, dude. It's like so yeah. calming. And like when you're, when you're feeling like shit at times and you listen to, to say the... The White Pony album or the or Ohms, at this point, like it's just so, it's just so good, dude. They're good. I love them. Uh, when that album came out, I feel like I was really thinking about it. I feel like Ohms is death 
and rebirth mm. in in one album. Like that's that's the feeling I get when I listen to that the mm-hmm. album. Like this is it's it's all the it's tragic but it's also positive in a way because there's this rebirth of this band that continues to keep pushing boundaries of of you know what you can do as a band right but uh what about you nick um i i agree with you on several things first off with you know when you say that this album found you at the right time i agree with you because this is one of the first albums because I, I don't listen to music on my way to work or on my way home from work I don't know why I just I haven't been able to do that for the last year or so, but this album came out and and I'm on my way to work. I'm like I need to listen to this fucking album, and I just was blown away by it. I I I just I was so stoked with this album. I I think it's probably one of the best albums they've released in a while. Um, I do think it it is better than Gore. Now, I've told you before that I didn't like Gore at first, but then I've gone back and listened to it, and now I'm a fan of it. But um, this album is just great. I, I, I think that the, it's, it's just a good combination of everything that Deftones entails. And I think I even told you that the, the, the stars of the show with regards to this album is Chino Moreno and Frank Delgado. Yeah. I, I think Frank does not get enough credit for what he does. Just uh, some of the synth... Um, stuff and some some of the sampling stuff he does on this album is just it really sets the tone for this album um my favorite tracks on this album my first favorite track that i listen to all the time is urantia so i think that's a good song um i love pompeii and um actually the the title track ohm is a is a damn good song that that is a very very good song um I, i like every single song on this album i think it takes it's kind of a Bear with me here for those of you who are listening, but I think this picks up right where Koino Yokan picks up. But in order to get there, they had to go through ohms because there's some elements of ohms that are on this album that you would have had to like, you know, go back and listen to. But um, it's like Diamond Eyes and Koino Yokan had a baby with like, with like, right? a, I, I and, agree, and but- and and. and gore was just there in the but, corner watching yeah because there is some <laughs> there is some songs where oh that's a gore riff yeah no for real but um chino did some really interesting stuff with his vocals on this album and um that's why i didn't like gore because i felt like he did not deliver uh as far as his vocals because and and that's a difficult thing to do because when it's deftones you're expecting like a strong chorus a strong memorable catchy chorus but you know i i don't mean to cut you off but when it comes to deftones sometimes it's not even the chorus it's the song as a whole yes that the whole song is memorable it's not it's not a matter of oh i'm just singing the chorus it's the whole it's like i want to listen to the whole song because if i don't listen to the whole song i don't get the full experience you know no i agree where would you rank that as far as best albums of the year? Is that is that the album of the year for you? For me, that's the number one album of the year. I don't. There's there's a few bands that I that I really love that have come out with new albums this year, but that one, you know, even if you don't even count COVID as a thing, this is probably one of the best albums to come out in the last handful of years. I think, in my opinion, I just do hope when it's safe to tour again, 
whatever safe fucking is now from now on. Mm. I just hope that they realize that there's a lot of good songs on this album. They should play a lot of them. Yeah. No. I, 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 yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love old Deftone shit, but I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear anything off Adrenaline anymore. I don't want to hear anything off Around the Fur anymore. I've heard those songs a thousand times. Most people who have gone to see Deftones have heard those songs a thousand times. Like, you know, and I'm sure Deftones want to play some of their newer shit. Like, they should just fucking do it, man. Like, if they piss off a few people, fuck them. Like, who cares? Like, I, I don't want to hear fucking seven words anymore, man. If you're coming out and you're like, I only want to hear this shit off Adrenaline. Come on, dude. Like, even Chino has pretty much said, like, he doesn't even want to, like, play some of those songs anymore. There is people that only like the first few Deftones album. I really don't understand it because they've done so much good shit, you know, since then. And there's so many more, like, uh, deeper cuts or not even deep cuts, but songs that they don't play. Yeah, no, for real. They just don't play. And they really should because there's so many people out there that want to hear those songs. Yeah. So we all can agree that that is uh, a great album and nothing but praise here for for Ohms. But um, we're hitting the 20-year anniversary of White Pony. And I was trying to put myself to a time, you know, where I would have heard that album. So that came out in 2000. So we would have been, we would have been nine years old. Yeah. But even at nine years old, like that album meant so much to us at the time because in that album we saw a a shift uh, a little bit of shift where they're changing their sound a little bit it's more mature sound and the songs are so much more like refined calculated yeah calculated is better songwriting um but also too like we're 10 years old roly you probably would have been 14 15 years old you're you're in high school like you're mm-hmm. hitting that like that hits at such the perfect time that angsty high school period like what did those songs mean to you when you were listening to like does that take you back to when you were in like high school or like middle school dude all those songs on that album are great passenger rx queen what is it um knife party Dude, for oh, the longest dude. time, like Knife Party was like my favorite Deftone song. Dude, those high pitched squeal sounds, bro. At the at the it, even at like if you look at a song like Back to School, yeah. like that set the precedent precedent for like what this band was gonna do with this album. And like if you even think about like the the this the backstory of it is they wrote it almost as like. Almost as a joke, right? Like, yeah, no, that's the story. That's, the, that's the, the truth. The the record company was looking for a single, and they almost like wrote it in defiance. You want a single? Here's your single. Mm-hmm. Even the video, you know, when they're they're going through the high school, or whatever. That just it just set the tone for what it was like during that time. That whole new metal era and. There's so many songs. There's so much diversity on that album. Because as, as you mentioned, Pink, like Pink Maggot, Pink Maggot was another. Oh good one. man! No, dude, oh man! For, I listened to that shit. Yeah, Fuck me like, up, bro. Yeah, dude. Man, okay, real. look. I know. I, I tell you guys all the time in high school. Half of the most of the time, I, I was high, <laughs> dude. Like, listening. No wait. That's probably to the that, best way to dude, listen to those songs. That really was, dude. When you're mellowing out and you're listening to Pink Maggot, the beginning riff and everything, and then when it comes in with like the back to school it's so 
fucking great. I love that song. I love I love that song. I think that I think that's uh, my second favorite song on that album. Bro, yeah. I can't even argue that. Like yeah. that hits hard. Dude, like yeah. I feel like you can make the case for every song is a standout from that album. Like every mm-hmm. song could be a single or every song could be somebody's favorite song. I agree. Mm, yeah. Yeah. If we think about like what was going on during that time all the other bands that were hitting like Deftones really set themselves apart from the pack. Everybody's doing going this way, Deftones is going the opposite way and they're starting to establish their sound because you know, Deftones gets lumped into the new metal category they but do. I I I I really enjoyed that that time of era cuz back in the day you would listen to 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 corn, Slipknot, Olymp Biscuit. Yeah. And then when you put a Deftones album, they kind of got meshed in there with them. Because they, they would tour, dude. Even the Family Values tour. Like You, you, would have you your, went to that one, right? No, I actually, my brother had a, a VHS tape of the 1999 uh, Family Values tour, dude. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with, of course, Limp Biscuit, Corn, and, and all them. But, but I... I like when you say like how they got lumped into all those those new metal bands, I guess in a way they did because they would tour with them and they would be featured on albums. Chino Moreno would sing on the yeah. on uh, Life is Peachy, Life is Peachy, and also oh, Soul on Soulfly, Soulfly album. albums. See, and I think that's what made it people think like okay they got meshing with the new. But yeah, and I agree with you. They had that such unique sound that they did set themselves apart. I can see it on those early records, but White Pony is really where they they shifted and they really established like this is the Deftones, this is our own genre, this is our oh, own yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. I um the the first song I heard off. Oh, is it my turn now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interject, no, but because uh, you know me, I'm a nosy fuck. I want to talk about everything. Do it. So um. The first song, obviously, I heard off that album was Change. And that's still... Bro, that's... Man... And that's a good fucking song. I completely forgot about that, and that's because we've heard that song a million times. It's still so damn fucking good, dude. No matter how many times... When you really think about it, that's that's one of the best songs, like, ever. That's probably uh, one of the most memorable uh, parts. I agree. That part is so fucking good. Oh my god! Anyway, that song aside, uh, the second song I heard was "Digital Bath," mm. and "Digital Bath" Even is a song. better song. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, "Digital Bath" is a song that I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what is this? Like, you know, he, you know, he feels like more tonight." I'm, I'm listening to this song. I'm like, "So do I." <laughs> you know, like, like he takes you to some other place, some other realm. You know what? "Digital Bath," even though I've heard it a million times, I never get tired of it. Could be. Is in the conversation top three Deftone songs of all time. I, you know, For, right now I can't I can't argue with that right now. Yeah, I mean, yes, we've heard it so many times, but from a songwriting perspective, I mean, it's it's got everything. It's so it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. So that song, um, that song is like is what really sold it for me. I was I was always on board. Um, I really appreciate RX Queen. Now, so it's a very, very good song. It's a catchy song, and I love the fact that Scott Weiland is on it. Because, I mean, you, you know, Larry, that Scott Weiland's one of my favorite singers. Yeah. And um, 
you know, he, he comes in on the chorus, but he's the one harmonizing with Chino. So, um, and then of course I'm a big Tool fan. So Passenger, you know, I don't even need to, I don't need to elaborate on that. But the, 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 just just to go back to yeah. what you said, Rolly, is that Pink Mad Pink Maggot is like such an awesome closer. Yeah, dude. And I feel like bands sometimes get to this point where like, oh, we need to, you know, even ourselves included, that we need to have a heavy fucking song as a closer. Pink Maggot was not. No. But and it and so it but it left yeah. an impression. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It was it was great. And and dude, I I feel I feel so old. Because like the first song I've ever heard from them was was bored before even before I saw them yeah uh, in in concert with the White Pony album bored dude that bored was a good song too and I, that was on it's, the it's it's still one of their yeah you know like I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna piss off a lot of people but Adrenaline's like probably my least favorite Deftones <laughs> album I don't I like the songs on it but it's just yeah. like come on like those guys have just gone. They they've just they've just they've left that behind and it become such better songwriters. I mean, for our generation, it's probably you know close to a perfect record you could probably find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it came at the right time. And what did they do afterwards? They changed their sound. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Saturday Night Riss right. is like a completely different album well, no, they, from they, my point. Well, they had self titled. Yeah, self titled. Mm-hmm. Even self titled. That's a different. Oh my god! That's yeah. a different album than I, than White Pony. And yes, I, I, it I've is. even come out and said that I think I liked Self Titled more than White Pony. But in order to get to Self Titled, you had to go through White Pony. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I love both albums. Like White Pony was is an iconic album. It is. It's 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 like you said. It's damn close to a perfect album. It like those songs. So so you you said. Um, uh, self-titled is probably you prefer that over white pony and i feel like the songs of white pony are are more accessible to people who wouldn't listen to that music yeah. you can play change and everybody knows change yeah everybody's heard that you can play digital bath somebody's probably heard digital bath at some point those songs are i feel like that's deftones most mainstream album that's that's caters to the masses but also caters to the hardcore deftones fans talking about the self-titled album when i listen to it i guess it comes back to when i said it's a, it's like not that they, they changed their style or or that they changed their style that album is so different from the other ones they've written too mm-hmm. you know it's like you said you don't get any of those songs unless you get white pony that is the link yeah. to I feel like all the Deftones albums that came out afterwards have so much more substance. There's a level of... Uh, there's more introspection, I think, to a lot of these songs. And that's the bridge. That's how we get to get to that. So it's it's a pivotal album when you're looking at the Deftones career. And um, it's an album that resonates with each of us personally and as it does you know a lot of people out there so i mean i think both albums are awesome i don't know what would you rate ohms um like from one to ten yeah one to ten 
I probably would put it like a 8.75 to a 9. There you go. Yeah. I Shit. I would probably go 9 or 9.5, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's either a 9 or pretty damn close to me. Yeah, 9.5 for me. I yeah, I mean... And then same thing with White Pony. I'd probably say the same White thing. White Pony's a 9 to me. It's pretty cool that even 20 years later, they're still able to put out some of the best work of their career. We've seen bands where they peak on their first album. Yeah, too many of them do. You know, um, too many bands have suffer from, you know, the sophomore album syndrome. You mm. know, it's like... <laughs> We should talk about Slipknot, dude. <laughs> one, one, one of these days, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I mean, I have I have a lot to say about Slipknot, dude. To be honest with you, I think that's because I love Slipknot, but I have a lot to say. The reason we've stayed friends for so long, and the way we've stayed as a as the same band members for so long, is because we just have we like the same kind of music, dude. I never thought I'd meet people that like are so into the same bands that I grew up with. When yeah. I was young, dude, and and I think that's why we click so well, and we've we've been as as a, as the same band members since for like almost fifteen plus years. Yeah, because that, of the interest in music. That, that's the thing about Deftones. I feel like as I grow as a person, so does that band. Yeah. That band is the soundtrack to my life. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, for, man. Yeah, I mean. It it seems to resonate with whatever is going on in my life at that time, and I feel like there's there's songs for every like every there's mood. There's songs for yeah. everybody. When yeah. you're feeling a certain way, you listen to a certain Deftone song. If you're in a good fucking mood, there's yeah. Deftones, if you're in a bad mood, there's Deftone song. Yeah. yeah. If you want to feel like shit. There's a Deftone song for that. Dude. If you want to feel happy and optimistic, there's a Deftone song for that. I still remember that. in you, high school, I had a freaking uh, Sony Walkman, bro, and I would fucking listen, and I'd have that little mini bookcase of fucking CDs, and <laughs> Deftones would always be my go-to. In, in one of the classes where we pretty much had free time, he would let us he would let us do our homework or whatever. I would listen to fucking Deftones, dude. Deftones. That, that was the majority of what I would listen to, it was either Deft. I had Deftones, Limp Bizkit, and Corn Album. The, those are the three bands I would listen to. It's the Holy Trinity. Yeah, bro. dude. Oh my God. Yeah, that 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 really truly is, man. And Deftones was one of my top go tos when I would feel like shit or when I would get high to feel <laughs> mellowed out. No, just to relax, to have a good time. Deftones was definitely had a song for every mood. Like I agree. Yeah. Uh. So it's been fun. Uh. Kind of going back and uh, revisiting uh, that album and kind of uh, taking a look at their latest album, Ohms. And um, yeah, it's definitely a band that uh, holds a special place in all three of us. So Yeah, I mean, well, the first tattoo I ever got was a Deftones tattoo. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah yeah. I, Think of how right. many how many people have right. Deftones inspired yeah, tattoos. That's right. Um, I'm one of them. Yeah. If you're listening to this, if there's an album that you want to see, uh, hear us uh, review, there's something you want to hear us talk about, uh, you're more than welcome to hit us, hit us up. up, man. We're going to be dropping a new episode every single Friday, and we're going to be dropping the occasional bonus show at, like this one. And yeah, we, we want to make this as interactive as possible. So, you know, 
hit us up, make suggestions, and you'll probably hear it in future episodes. So for Roly, for Nick, and myself, this has been the Fiends Podcast. We are Fiends. We'll see you guys later. Later. Bye.